Lads, All Star Weekend is done. How are you? Oh, that was that was so exciting. It was not tonight. The game, not game's not tonight. No, it's not on the Sunday, which thankfully they stopped doing because I know who wants to do that. No one. See, here's a problem. We should be here, and we're going to be like All Star Weekend. Woo! The game sucked, but oh, the skills competition. Well, that kind of sucked. Except the shootout. Breakaway challenge, fun. which I've been saying for years is great. And then yeah. Zgrass and that just pulled it off. We're not going to talk about just that today, because since we last recorded, the Rocky Work stuff happened. Uh, that was right yeah. after we finished. Uh, we couldn't believe it. Um, and if you're wondering, well, you recorded right after the Bergevin stuff came out. Listen, when you saw what happened, you knew statements were going to happen. And Gary Bettman speaking to the media. So we held off on doing it. And um well, the commissioner said exactly what we thought he'd say. But before we get there, guys, you know what today is? Uh, it is February 6th, 2022. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> today is the first time on this podcast. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's a, Yeah, I think it's the first episode we've ever recorded with me not having braces on. Wow. Wow. You're gone. That is, it's incredible. How many years, how many <clears throat> years was it? I want to say I got them uh, second year. I think okay. that sounds about right because yeah. my jaw surgery was in that COVID summer and it got pushed back and all that. And I had to have the braces on first. So I want to say probably was uh late, late, either like early autumn or very, very late summer. Yeah. So then definitely we, this is the first time without braces. Yes. Cause we, uh, so this is, this is insane. This feels, wow. uh, this feels, wow. this feels it's an accomplishment. Yeah. It's an accomplishment. When you first got them, where, what was, what was, Adam like what where was Adam in his life he was in a maze and now he's deeper into it as well still finding his way out but I just want to give a shout out first off uh, I go I went to and still now to do with the retainer all that uh, STO orthodontists Uh, I think they're technically in Scarborough but I live in Pickering but like right next to the border right Um, great people great service the doctors are great I love them all um and so they give they gave like a little going away. Well, I'm going to see them for follow-ups and that. But some of the stuff, like they give like a little gift thing for when you leave. Apparently they had a gong for, I guess, completing treatment because the person who was doing my teeth like, do you want to ring the gong? I'm like, not really. But that was pretty cool. <laughs> so there's two things I want to highlight. First off is actually a mold that they gave me of one part of my jaw. Uh, Etsy is my name and the doctor and all the back at the back of like that stuff, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, getting impressions suck, by the way, yes, because do. all the surgeries I got, I've had them done so many times during the process of having these braces. I hate them. I hate impressions so much, but I thought that was cool. And give me a water bottle. Oh, wow. that's nice. It's a black one. The, the cover is a little bit is black, which I thought was really nice. But yeah, shout out STO. If you live around wherever there is an STO, because I think they are like a sort of chain group. Um, yeah, they're the best. They are uh, definitely the best. I love them. So, yeah, that was just me to start the show. Yeah. Oh, perfect. And I've already bought popcorn. I've already. Ate oh. some. <laughs> You're living the I, life. Guess, I guess there's foods you I mean, you could have, but it would just be such a pain. I had popcorn. It was just you have to slowly like. There's a process you have to go through right. to avoid it getting in your braces. Obviously, when we went and saw Spider-Man, I, yeah. I got popcorn. And but, two drinks. Okay, Daniel. Thank you for shaming me. <laughs> um, and um, it's a long movie, Daniel, even though I gave you the other drink. <laughs> anyway, um, but, you know, you have to be careful. Now it's just jump, 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 jump. Right. Yeah. 
other than popcorn, what was it? The f- what were the foods you missed the most? Like starbursts and that. Um, it's funny. Once I got to university, I started chewing gum, but obviously then stopped because I was scared of ripping out the bands of my braces. Uh, just stuff like that. It's going to be nice. Um, whenever I ate something too crispy, it was just kind of like, all right, I'm not even going to trust eating crust or something. Um, so, yeah, it was like even like chew. I have a bad habit. I still chew my nails, but you have to find a spot to not yep. mess with your braces. And now I'm permanently in that spot. And I don't even remember how I used to bite them. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where I am. That's where I am. But it feels good. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Um and you relate to this if you've had braces off. I can't stop licking my teeth. And yeah. it's very weird. Yeah. You understand if you've been there, though. Yeah. You understand. Okay. Hockey. All right. So, first off, the big story around the National Hockey League, beside the All Star break, has been the sort of conduct that current chairman of the Blackhawks, Rocky Warts, conducted himself in last week during the Chicago Blackhawks town hall event where reporters were invited uh there were two incidents and mostly the one around we're going to talk about both but um it mainly has to do with mark lazarus reporter free athletic we've mentioned him multiple times did great stuff during the kyle beat saga has always done great stuff with the blackhawks he's one of the great guys mark lazarus great name too uh asking about you know some of the work the blackhawks have done since kyle beach and all that and um well, Rocky Warts, I think the big headline is they're not talking about 2010 and they're not talking about Kyle Beach. It was described as a tantrum. I have the clips up uh, if you want to if you want to show them. I think we can. I don't see why not. I mean, we're, we we you know, we can't we we can't put ads on this, so we're not like we're going to get demonetized. So go ahead. Yeah, okay. I, this is going to be so hard to listen to. It's a, listen, I'm not saying like, I, you know, do do like trigger gonna, warning people. It's just so cringe to listen to. I, I actually wish we recorded our first, our initial reactions to it. I like, I just kept screaming. No, no, this is what it, no. Okay. But here. go ahead. So this is the first one with uh, <clears throat> Mark Lazarus. I just realized I uh, didn't share my sound. One second here. See, that's the big problem with, <sighs> with uh, sharing. We've had this problem so many times. Yeah. That's yeah, it's awkward. Is it, is it good now? Oh, no, no he's got to completely reset it. Anyway, while he's doing that, Daniel, a nice, I like your hat. Good hat. Thank you. It's my you real junior your, hat. Your Habs 93 Cup champ hat last week. I didn't yeah, know. I that. was so disappointed that my webcam didn't work. It wasn't in HD. That's uh, that's true. I, I, yeah, that's true. Good team. Mm-hmm, Not this but, year, but, you know. Sorry, Zoom's giving me some trouble. So uh, I will, I'll just insert them. Okay. No problem. Okay. I apologize also and I think much of what happened to Kyle Beach stemmed from a, a power imbalance between a coach and a player and the powerlessness of a player in that situation so what are the Blackhawks doing what have the Blackhawks done what will the Blackhawks do to empower a player in a similar situation to make sure that doesn't happen again I'm going to answer the question at okay. the end. I think the report speaks for itself the people that were involved are no longer here we're not looking back in 2010 we're looking forward and we're not going to talk about 2010. I'm we're, about I, I know, and I'm not either. And we're not going to talk about what happened. We're moving forward. That is my answer. Now, what's your next question? I can pick up to what we are doing today. And I think no, I don't know. That's none of your business. That's none of your business. What we're going to do today is our business. I don't think it's any of your business. How is it not my business? Because I don't think it's any of your business. You don't work for the company. If someone in the company asks that question, we'll answer it. And I think you should get on to the next subject. 
We're not going to talk about Kyle Beach. We're not going to talk about anything that happened. Now we're moving on. What more do I have to say? You want to keep asking the same question? You hear the same answer? Okay, ask the next question. Okay. A little mystified here because uh, during the general block briefing, uh, you guys talked about a change in culture and transparency and demonstrating the, the, the new culture and values um, that are going to protect players and protect the organization uh, in the future. And it seems like the, the second that we asked a question about that, um, it, it, it's met with resistance. So I'm going to ask it again. I answered it. No, I don't. I, I answered it. And I told you to get off the subject. You didn't I'm not gonna, we're not going to bring up the report. No, you I'm read not, it? we're not and, asking and about the report. We're I know, asking you're about talking about what the, what the report the was talking about, and I told you we're, we're moving on. Now, we're I don't like about these, the I, I think you're out of line to ask this line future. of questions. Why don't you ask about something else? Why don't you ask about the GM okay, search? I will ask Why don't you about, do something else? Okay, I Why will do you ask bring about up old, old business? Some of the, some of the uh, season ticket holders that I've talked to said that um, they're having trouble maintaining value on their resale because you know, a lot of people. Is that paying, a fact? Are you, are you, I, I didn't realize you're in our ticket part, department. Okay. Well, what I'm on. saying is. Well, come on. Could, Let's if, talk about all the negative stuff. When I talk about your negative. paper and, how, people, and, what, and what the sports page looks like, should I do that? No, these are dedicated fans. And you can't fans. even get our they elite scores? Whole, Rocky, can I finish my, my question? They say they want to uh, hold on because they value the Blackhawks, but they wanted to phrase some of the costs. You've seen that uh, attendance has been dipping. Uh, I want to ask why you think it's dipping and what can they do to maintain their value so when they renew a package, uh, they can defray some of their costs. That's a fair question. Yes, it is. So Jamie can answer that. And we're back from that edit. It's an edit for you, not for us. Um, yeah, I think we were all together listening to that over Zoom. Um, and I think the big takeaway a lot of people have had from both encounters with both reporters uh, I'm assuming you're in both clips, Alex, back yeah. to back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sir, what was the name of the second reporter again? Uh, Phil Thompson. Phil Thompson. Of the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. Uh, and even when, when Thompson's question was eventually asked, Rocky deferred it. Um, and you're going to notice a big thing in there that we're also going to talk about is his son, Danny, getting cut off. Um, but a lot of reaction, guys, from this has been, well, the Blackhawks didn't seem to learn anything. And it's hard to disagree with that. It is. It just the entire thing so felt so childish, and and even and I know we'll get to what Gary Batman said, but like oh I just think I just think what what's come out afterwards makes it look even more childish in my eyes. Like that's that's inexcusable. You do not react like that. You're an owner of a professional hockey team. Like it. I, I when I listen to it, I listen to it at like three or four times because I'm like, what I what am I missing here? Like, what what don't I understand? And it felt like uh, Rocky Wirtz didn't listen to the question. And what what Alex is referring to is it looks like there may be I think there's three new people contemplating lawsuits against the Blackhawks to do with Brad Aldrich, including a new Rick Westhead has a good art. Well, the surprise Rick Westhead, uh, a great article to do with a John Doe three. Um, again, reading that it's not easy to read, um, but it's, it's very relevant here to just give context to what Alex is saying. Daniel, what about you? Yeah, for me, I think that initial reaction that I felt like the preparation wasn't okay, two things. The preparation wasn't there. 
for them. You expected that these questions are going to be like that. And his reaction to everything, the the fact that he talked over Danny is just, it just kind of showing that they feel like they were the ones victimized by the media that it's like, let's move on. And this let's just, you know, that's my dirty laundry. Let's I know it's being aired out right now, but it's more serious than that. It's, it's them kind of like looking away from, all right, yeah, that happened. Uh, let's go back to how things were because, you know, let's, let's, back, let's get back to what's, what's important for us and that's hockey and that's not right because they're, look, they're not looking beyond what the game is. And I think they had that idea that they knew that other things were going on, especially with John Doe 3, that it's a whole nother cycle again. And the one thing I didn't like that Rocky said was, you know, why didn't you ask us about the GM search? Well, yeah. that is something that Mark Lazarus said in his athletic article afterwards that, yeah, that's actually a valid point. It connects to what he was asking already that what GM are you going to get that is going to be able to address these problems moving forward? That's going to be able to say, Hey, if you come here as a draft pick, if you come here as a free agent, you're going to be protected and we're going to make sure that there's accountability now. But for me, I don't think there's any evidence of that changing. So, yeah, during, I want to say it was Lazarus's question that it looked like Danny was going to step in and give details as to the question, and Rocky just, just stopped it, um, which just, it, it undermines, in the future, here's the thing is, in the public eye now, there's always going to be a perception of, and I think it's been made clear that Danny Wartz, first off, afterwards went to Mark Lazarus and said, you know, we're going to have a plan, we'll speak later, um, and I'm sure he probably didn't say, I'm, I'm sure Lazarus you know, I'm sure there was also probably some other stuff said to him that he didn't put in the article for obvious reasons. But it it sounds like Danny's a decent person, um, which but it's there's always going to be this thing from this video that and he's apparently running day to day in the Blackhawks. But there's always going to be this question because of what his dad did. Does he, though? He probably does. But. Just how much of a final decision does Danny have compared to his dad? And listen, a lot's been made of Rocky's father, who was famously the guy who pulled Blackhawks games off the TV. Um, so people would go to the games. We can't speak to that because the, the oldest one of us is what, 24, Daniel? Yeah, and we don't we are, live in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> I so, you I know. I just remember Jocelyn Tebow from that time. You know what I mean? It was, it was before our time. So it's difficult for us to sort of say it was like this. It was like that, you know, apparently it, it seems to be the son has become his father. And um, it's just very difficult to see, like, okay, does Danny really have the full say here? Because he doesn't look like he does. You know, uh, I, I read when I read that quote that uh, Danny said to Mark Lazarus, I was thinking, man, all you had to say was that. All you had to say was, we're working on a plan. It's not done yet. We will tell you, like, it's going to be done soon, and we will let you guys know when, when it's ready. That's all he had to say. All he had to say. Yeah. Like, I think all the pieces were there. Like what you said, Alex, that he could have said, like, if Danny said, Hey, you know, this is what we're doing. And we want to, we want to kind of address this at a later time. That would have been perfect because they could say, you know, this is interest. This is something that we care about. And, but for like the sake of the time at this town hall, let's address this, you know, more one-on-one later on, which they eventually did say to Mark Lazarus. So I guess from a, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't work in HR, HR, I don't work in PR, but from that perspective, that would have saved them a whole, you know, number of what, 
publicity and time, <laughs> credibility. That's probably what Danny was going to say on stage. Right. He was going to say, listen, we have, we're, it's coming. It's coming. And the a big thing is, and people have pointed this out. So here's a big problem with us recording later in sort of new cycle years. You may have heard of a lot of this before. So apologies for that. But it's also been pointed out. This is the first time Rocky and Danny have fielded questions since the Jenner and Block report came out. Right. And uh, listen, that report, a lot's been made of how it sort of cleared the warts of any knowledge to do with it. And I think, what was it? One thing Rocky said, the report's pretty clear. Uh, no, it's not. Some stuff it is, but, you know, let's be honest. It was unclear about how much Shevel Dayhoff knew. Oh, there was this perception he knew that this was going to happen for his superiors. We don't know about how much Mark Bergeman knew. It's clear for some stuff, but it's not for others. It's a very long report, but there's a lot of question marks still in there. Like the whole reference thing. There's a lot of questions to do with sort of the job reviews that Quinville wrote about. Like, oh, maybe there's some handwriting here that's this guy's, or maybe it's not his. He can't remember. It's not clear in the slightest for some stuff. Even even if, okay, so we know that based on the report, Rocky, the the Wartzes did not know that this happened at the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. That doesn't. That shouldn't mean that now they don't have responsibility to make sure it doesn't happen again. Mm. That, like I think that's extremely important that just because they didn't know about it in 2010 doesn't mean that it's now not their responsibility to make sure it does not happen again in their organization. Yeah. Because now it's a third oh, yeah. time. Yeah. Like what well, you said, Alex, that, what they remember when Rocky was having that fit and he said, what do you want from us? Everybody from that management is gone. And yeah. I think the way he kind of addressed that is, is how I'm seeing them now in the public perception of things that they don't have Stan Bowman as the fall guy anymore, that they don't have those people to say like, Hey, well, you know, those people are the ones that did it wrong. Like they, they were the ones at fault. We are just the owners. We're just, we were just there, but and we were not acknowledged of it. But at the same time, now that these guys are gone, it's still within the organization that it is still your responsibility for these people to say, hey, these serious things happened. We have to do something about it. Something we picked apart is the idea of public interest. And, you know, some stuff isn't really public. This is public interest. This is public. Here's what happened, Rocky. One of your former employees sexually assaulted Another one of your employees, because players, they're, they're employees. It's, it's, it's a workspace thing. That happened. We know that happened. And people want to know if you've learned from it and what you're doing to protect your employees in the future. Jeff Merrick said this should have been a slam dunk. There should have been something ready for this. And instead, you crumpled it up and threw it at the wall. I... Well, they had it. They had it. They had the slam dunk answer. If he just Danny shut his Wartz, mouth and let Danny talk, we wouldn't be talking about this. Exactly. This wouldn't even be a conversation. We we might, we'll probably talk about it on the podcast because I think it's important. Yeah. But we're not having a 20 to 30 minute discussion. I just throwing numbers out there about, about what happened at that press conference. Cause it, it's not important. It's not, it's not a big deal because it's like, well, that's what they're supposed to be doing. I'm going to read you guys Mar uh, Rocky Wartz's apology. It's very quick. Let me just quickly look. That's one sentence. Uh, is that two sentences? No, it's three. It's three sentences. 
Tonight at the Chicago Blackhawks Town Hall, my response to two questions crossed the line. I want to apologize to the fans and those reporters, and I regret that my response overshadowed the great work this organization is doing to move forward. We have the right leaders and right processes in place to create a safe environment for our employees and players. Uh, first off, the fans being the first person you apologize to isn't great. Uh, second, we have the proper leaders. Maybe on the business side, you don't have a GM. You don't have a president of hockey ops either, don't they? Or I don't know if they ever put no. someone into a place. No. So first off, on the hockey ops side, where this happened, you don't, first off, have those leaders in place. You have an interim GM. So that's already, not to mention, like, oh, yeah, that was great. Oh, great. I, you know, had a bit of a, I just, he's such a joke. Do you know, and, and you guys tell me if you agree, but I think when we think about the, about this whole situation, there's two parts to it. There is um, actually implementing the rules or the the plan as Danny Ward said that they are going to implement at the same time, are they going to properly enforce it? Right? Because it's great. We all have, there's all rules all around us, but if you're not going to enforce the rules, your rules in my eyes are meaningless because if you're breaking them and no one's being held accountable, what's the point of having them? I've accountable is a good word there. Pardon? Accountable is a good yeah. word there. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've lost a much, much faith in the organization, in the Chicago Blackhawks organization to properly enforce the plan that they're now going to put in place. Not because I don't trust Danny Warts or, you know, whoever they hire, but because the man at the top, yes, Danny runs day to day, but the man above Danny Warts is his father, Rocky, and he just had that outburst on that stage because he was asked an extremely simple question that he did not like. I've lost much confidence in, in that organization. We talk a lot about growing the game. You have to grow the game almost at a grassroots level, but at a workplace, even in a locker room, no offense, the guy at the totem pole being a dude, good dude. Like we like Brandon Perlini. Brandon Perlini is not changing the Oilers state. That's McDavid and dry silence. The guys at the top. And if the owner of the company, if the guy making final decisions, the guy saying yes, no, to everything, and the guy that's not going to be questioned on it isn't, you know, showing appropriate conduct, then yeah, that, there's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna believe you. Another wrinkle in all this is Wayne Gretzky had something to say, and he echoed that thing of if I'm a parent, I want to know that my 18 year old is safe. Wayne Gretzky said something. What? Guys, remember, how, guy. yeah. remember when ESPN hired him? We're like, man, you know, he might say something here or there, but we're never going to see Wayne Gretzky pop up because he's not the super. I wouldn't say he's the, you know, catching headline type of quote guy because Wayne Gretzky doesn't say anything. They compared that in um, the 90s between at, at, in their prime, Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky. <clears throat> like, okay, who's the more outspoken athlete of like who's the greatest? I mean, you know. <laughs> we, you watched the last dance there's yeah no there's a clip of Gretzky being in the crowd so here's what's funny about the last dance is there's a clip of Leonardo DiCaprio sitting and high-fiving Michael Jordan but Wayne Gretzky's only shot as him in the crowd which I thought was kind of funny uh not to mention basketball like Wayne Gretzky no offense I don't know if he was ever like doing some big thing in Paris and hanging about like ah, here we go boys like Michael Jordan uh, it's not even a question who's the bigger star but even like the point is Wayne Gretzky doesn't talk. He doesn't. And the fact that he did here, 
speaks volumes. It should. You know what I mean, it should. Like, I think more people should look into the quote. It's Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. It's Wayne. It, it's, and he kind of said, like, afterwards, you know, I'm sure they've got stuff in place and all that. He's still trying to be politically correct. But him saying that, when was the last time Gretzky made a statement? I want to say, obviously, he came out when his dad died. And then there was something when it was something happening around the Oilers when he came out and said something. Remember the Oilers, I think had just gotten eliminated or they were about to get eliminated. And then he also joined uh, TNT or ESPN at the exact same time. Yes. And then it was like, it just, it was a huge. Yeah. We all laughed at all the Oilers. Yeah. Yeah, We laughed at the Oilers. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's, it, it was a surprise to hear him talk. Uh, something that wasn't a surprise though was Gary Bettman's response to everything. Yeah. Uh, saying, it, what did he call it? Like an emotional outburst or something? The commissioner is, first off, so he did this press conference with, with Bill Daly before the press conference, before uh, the All-Star Skulls competition, as they normally do. Here's the thing with Gary Bettman. Um I think I finally reached a point with the commissioner that I'm never expecting him to say anything worthwhile ever again, because it's finally hit me that we all know Jeremy Jacobs runs the league and up there is probably Rocky warts and you know guys like that. Right. Just those it kind of hit me where it's like, yeah, he's not going to do anything. It's finally hit me. Like I've, I'm never going to expect the commissioner to say anything because he's not going to badmouth the people that put him in jail. It's like politicians always protecting certain ministers because those are the their guys, and Gary's their guy. It's um, there is no discipline apparently going towards him. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little later, but I love the defense that he had for the Blackhawks. Uh, I love the respect he has for the Coyotes, but he's threatening to move the draft from Montreal. Um, but. Uh, what do you guys make of Gary and Bill's press conference, except for having their little jokes with each other that no one else in the room laughed at? No one else finds fun. Like, yeah, I'm like, what was going funny. on? It's Before funny I hand it off to you guys, no one finds just, it funny. Just, he's such a, he's so unlikable. Oh, he's so unlikable. He's, but he uh, loves it. He loves the booze. Sid, Sid. Even the boo. He's just, he thinks he's funny. It just, um, uh, yeah, it took 20 years for him to like the booze because, oh, uh, because he's like, oh, the, the salt of the Canadian fans. Oh, I like the, the tear makes me stronger. You know why? He's such a weasel. I'm going to use a Mike quote because he lives rent free in people's, in hockey fans' minds. Yeah, no, get off the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Wait, while does. you're going there. Guys, you, Gary's, yeah, there he is, Gary. On, on which thing would you like to start on? Because uh, um, Gary with, had some interesting quotes. The Blackhawk stuff. We can get to the draft and all that in a second. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I didn't, he didn't say anything. Like, uh, what am I, it's hard to take stuff from Gary Bettman when he doesn't say anything. He said exactly what I thought he was going to say, which was a whole pile of absolutely nothing. He's not what, so you're not going to find him. But God forbid that someone someone says something poor about the referees in this league. But Rocky Rocky Words has an outburst like a child, and that's okay. So John Tortorella snaps in the pro game press conference. Remember when it was that there was an overtime goal, a bunch of a brouhaha happened. One of his goalies got hurt. Um, it was a whole thing. And if the play had been called properly, I'm forgetting the context. He got, what, 25000 for that, I think. Brendan yeah. Moore got 25000 And as you say, Rocky Wartz get, gets pissy. 
Where's Mike Matheson? <laughs> he gets pissy because Rocky Warts is uncomfortable asking a question about one of his employees getting sexually assaulted under him and his management's watch. Oh, no, sorry, Rocky was absolved of it. Sorry. But, you know, the guys he still put in place. And nothing. It, just, it speaks to the corruption in this league. That, that, ah, Daniel, what, what, do you, what do you think, man? Before I, I, like a vein pops out of my neck. Honestly, it's it, All-Star Weekend... Overall, like I think with, with respect with regards to what Gary was saying is that it's just what you expect. Like Gary Batman gave us a bit of a synopsis of what kind of happened. And then it's just, it, it was more like minutes. it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It was and, just a uh, revenue statement, 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 statement. Okay. Questions. It's, it's one of those, when we were in the meeting, not in the meeting, when we were watching that, I just kind of felt that, you know, that like cliche things people say when they go into a staff meeting is like, um, couldn't this be sent by email? Like, did you not actually have to put the effort to be on TV to tell us what we already kind of know and just save us the time? I think that what you said, like, you don't really expect any groundbreaking things with that because I think the example of what was going on afterwards with the weekend, I know we're going to get to it after, but there's all these big things going on with the league which like okay how are you gonna address racism how are you gonna address this whole chicago blackhawk situation but hold on trevor zegras is only 20 years old why is he drinking and like that was the biggest thing people were focusing on yeah mm-hmm. and it was the least probably far from the worst thing he was doing yeah can i say i i did the, the all-star weekend was absolutely ruined for me for me personally, like from the Arizona Coyotes arena situation to to the Chicago Blackhawks or Rocky Words outburst, the last thing on my mind and when I was thinking about hockey was the All-Star Weekend. I watched it. I watched it, but I, I couldn't care less. Like, no, like I really couldn't. Like it was just beyond me that I had that we were that this was happening. Here's how it was, right? Watching that press conference, you could tell there was a sort of, I thought the first few minutes Gary sounded a little nervous, to be honest, which is rare, but like, it just felt like there was a bit of a stutter in his voice almost. Um, but then, you know, he, first off, the Blackhawks were like the fourth thing he was asked. And he, oh, it's just... The fact that he made a joke that the Coyotes could make more money at ASU in Arizona, and he chuckled about it. I wanted to throw my Mac th- like to the other side of my kitchen, but here's how it went. Right, is the All Star like the skills competition started right? And I was listen. I was excited for the skills competition. I was fastest skater. Then you realize ah, no one's trying. You know, uh, there was the stupid Bellagio Fountain one, which I thought started off well because. You know, they, they were editing Huberto's attempt, poor guy, like 50 seconds. But then the longer it went on, it was so bad. The, the blackjack game was so bad. Uh, the shootout, the breakaway challenge, we will talk about later because it was good, but my goodness, those judges ruined it. Hardest shot sucked because they only had four guys and Hedman walked away with it because Weber and Chara are gone. And uh, one, an accuracy shooting, only Ajo had a good attempt. And everyone else choked. They barely did anything with the guest judges, by the way. I mean, no, not the judge. The judges suck. Don't John Han, you ruined it. Um, but like the judge appearances, like Rayom and that, they wasted them. Yeah, Mr. But Flood himself, the thing, right? Mark Messier. Yeah, Mark. 
<laughs> Mark Messier. Mr. Mark Messier, Fun who himself. Jesse Pollock tried to ask a question about fun. And oh, Mark yeah. Messier was like, only about only about hockey. And then Steve Dangle's famous story, how he wouldn't hold up a cookie. You know who should get to judge fun? Mark Messier. Have you heard of No, 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 no. He sold me my lace chips. He has there is more fun in a highlighter than there is in Mark <laughs> Messier. A highlighter. I have a pink highlighter. I want to go reach it, but I'm like. Knock my mind. No, that's too fun. That's but too fun. I stick made, stick to we, the yellow. Yeah, no, no, no. How about, <laughs> that screams school. Pink is like fun kind of stuff. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, because we're going back to Gary in a second. We're not done with Gary. No, not by a long shot. Is One sec. Just, let me just take a quick step. Okay. Is As I was watching everything except the breakaway challenge, which was still ruined, it was just reminded of how awkward the NHL is. And same with Gary and his press conferences. No, the Phoenix Suns don't want the Coyotes. What was he trying to insinuate? That the, the Suns don't want the competition of the Coyotes who are about to go to an arena that's going to have less than 4,000 fans? The Phoenix Suns didn't. I'd like to say run. the Suns are first in the Western Conference, right. by the way. They right. went to the finals, didn't yes. they? Right. Yes. They're good. I'm like you and your league. I, what are you uh, doing, you weasel? So if we're talking about the All-Star game for a quick second, it doesn't help. When no one wants to be there, you had you had it in Las Vegas and no one wanted to be there. Here's the thing. Are you kidding? me? Right. It was Zegras and Hughes and Debrincat were like it. And then it's you know what the cherry on top was, Alex? Connor McDavid, before it even started, looked like he wanted to die because he was not at the Olympics. That's the big prize when like Zgrass was. See, here's what's, what's a shame is there's that picture of Zgrass and uh, in his dodgeball uniform. We will get to it. And Hugh sitting next to each other. And I was so happy looking at that because it was like, I've been screaming about these U.S. players, those young generation for a couple months now. Right now, which mm-hmm. I love. And I was like, this is so cool. And then the Kaprizov thing with the Ovechkin jersey and doing the hot stick Don Cherry seating right now. I love it. And I was like, maybe this is going to be the start of something special. And then I remember, no, it's not. No, it's not. This is the NHL. This is the NHL. Because the Petrangelo on his stupid shootout attempt with the drums, and he missed the net one because it's the NHL. But sorry, we'll, we'll pick this apart later. Going back to Gary yeah. and the whole stupid thing. The nerve, and I understand it. Like, I understand it. I understand that they need to know what's happening in Montreal for the draft. I get it. But the nerve, the nerve, when you don't even acknowledge them when presenting the cup and being like, good season, Montreal, you waited till the, till the draft for one of your most important markets. And you try and be like, oh, the government, like they tried to do in Calgary, remember? And even in that press conference, he meant like, oh, you know, it was a little better for us when Mayor Nenshi was involved. You're going to mess with the Habs? You're going to try and doodle their I fans? Don't, I don't think what he cares. Adam, I don't think he cares, though. You you said it earlier. No, he doesn't. There, no. he doesn't there care. are two. I mean, I think there's one team. I think give, saying Chicago runs the league, I think, is a is, is a bit. I, I don't know if that's true. Like, we know Jeremy, him and Jeremy Jacobs are tight. He um, well, Gary Rocky's Bettman, there, Rocky's there. Rocky's probably there. Gary Bettman does not care about James Dolan because he James Dolan. Uh, James uh, Dolan does not care about anybody. He doesn't care about Larry Tannenbaum and Rogers and Bell. He doesn't care about the Molson family. He does not care about 
anybody except his good old friends. The old and whoever the hell owns the Coyotes, if it's the league, Alex Morello or whoever the hell was before Alex Morello, it doesn't matter. It, the, he, he likes like three people and that's it. Just, I, I don't like the disrespect you show the oldest market in the league. Like, can we just talk about the state of hockey, Minnesota, hockey town, Detroit, you know, least biggest market. I get it. It's Montreal. That's where the sports started. That's where they make the pucks for the love of goodness gracious. Have some respect, man. It's not like they're a bottom 15 league with whatever. When Jeff Molson sold the team, well, no, I don't know if it was Jeff Molson. When the Molson family originally sold the team in the early 2000s, they were so nervous that they had to have this sort of agreement. I think Batman actually knew about it to make sure they didn't relocate the team. Because the you know, topic for another day. Just have some respect for the logo, man. I know he's obviously probably there's a part of him. And like the Habs apparently notorious are a very easy organization for the league. They just kind of go with the flow, which is a bit of a problem when you think about it. I'm sure he wasn't happy about the Mayu thing. Maybe that sort of spoiled it. But then again, it's like, hey, buddy, um, we make you all your money. So have just, just, and listen, I'm not excusing the Mayu thing. You know my stance on that. Absolutely not. Shouldn't play a game for the team. But you, everyone saw his face after the draft pick happened. But it's just like, man, like, look at what's happened with the Habs not having fans and the Leafs too. I know, I know. But look at what's happened. And he talked about the financial stuff and like obviously all the governments and like the capacity stuff is ruining hockey-related revenue. Just if I'm Jeff Molson, Jeff Molson needs to grow a damn spine. Or who's ever on their committee? Because I, I think it's someone else. I think it's like Margaret Bellingay and that are all part of that. Um, the owners just need to just sort of huck up here and be like, for the love of God, Gary, this sport could be so much more. You continue to hold it back. And you say it to Jeremy Jacobs, too. You say it to Jeremy, even though it's Jeremy Jacobs, and apparently he's not very easy to deal with. But like enough of this sort of bully mentality it feels like there is here. It's so sick of it. You're holding the sport back, and you cannot sit there and undermine one of the biggest teams in the freaking sport in its history. You cannot do that. I don't think the owners care. Is the main point. If 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 the owners actually cared about growing the game as we talk about it, not just growing their pockets based like through extremely minor transactions, um, if they cared about properly growing the game, we, Gary Bettman would not be commissioner. Yeah, I think it's as simple as that. Gary Bettman would not be commissioner. Gary Bettman was brought in to do a very very simple job. He's kind of cleaned up the crap that was going on before the absolute mess that the NHL was. But now we're at a point where that's not needed anymore. There's only one dumpster fire team, and that's the team that Gary Bettman Gary Bettman brought in this league. So if the pardon, he's married to the Coyote, right? (laughs) Right. So like it, I it's great, but let's. Like if the owners are just as complicit in this as as Gary Bettman and Bill Daly and Colin Campbell and George Peros are, and the list goes on of names on. When the I heard side. that Kim Davis and Colin Campbell were at that press conference, I nearly puked. I'm like, I don't care about Colin Campbell. Can't stand. That's a joke. And my mic cut out. That's great. You love to see it. Okay. You can. Oh no, it's apparently working again. Oh. That's not. That's Is it there. No. Oh. Okay. We're there. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Pear Networks. 
If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running? Choosing a website hosting service that makes it simple like Pair Networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including simple drag-and-drop page design. And they have guaranteed U.S.-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up with Pair Networks, you will receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit pair.com slash free to get your first month of website hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's pair.com slash free promo code QUICKSTART, all one word, to get started today. Okay, all-star game. Want to talk about that? That's kind of fun. Oh, yeah, the, the Blackhawks are interviewing Shirelli. Nice job. Um, even though apparently some of the other candidates uh, include Eric Tolsky, which I thought was really cool, actually. That's guy that's been a sort of quiet seeker weapon. Oh, my God. He was Peter Shirelli. What, it, what, what massive extremes. Eric Tolsky. And then you got Peter Shirelli. You talk about. So in front of me, right, I have a half eaten white chocolate bar. Love white mm. chocolate. Okay? Where's the white chocolate from? What company? Uh, it's no name. Okay, I got it at Independent the other day. Uh, it's it's really good. It was it was two chocolate bars for one dollar, and I thought I deserve this. Exactly. Okay, so I see that chocolate bar, right? And then I look over, and I'm like, God, goodness gracious, what's in my room? That I don't know. I see a dirty boot that I put on top of my shelves, which I don't know how long that's been there, but I should probably because it's looking kind of dusty. I love white chocolate. I hate that I can see that boot. This is like, the, I love the cream of the cop, this white chocolate. I'm going to have a piece now. That's Eric Tolsey. That's the feature of the game. Yeah. Peter Shirelli is the dirty old boot, which actually makes a lot of sense when you're thinking about it. If, like, if you really wanted the classic example of an old hockey man, that's Peter Shirelli. That's the textbook yeah. definition. Like legit. Getting another chance after ruining. In, if there was a, a hockey dictionary and it was old hot 200 hockey men club the definition would be peter shirelli it makes me sick it makes me sick is it 200 hockey men or 100 hockey men i think we had this i asked this question then yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's you know what it's probably 200 and the other 100 are now present of hockey ops right okay mm-hmm. okay i see that makes sense those are the 100 are already in place and then the other 100 that makes the 200 are their friends or their kids Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or cousins or uh, yeah. cousins' kids, you know. <laughs> it goes Good on. Good job. I, I hope they hire Shirelli. They really deserve it. They really, and then he trades to Brinkat because he's yeah. too small. The content. The Can content. we talk about that Alex DeBrincat is trying to his damnness to save the reputation of that franchise? Being the only one who made it sound like it was a good thing to fire Bowman, doing his hangover a bit. I wasn't. I was kind of like mm, whatever. It wasn't as good as the other ones, but the judges said it was. Because huh? it's Vegas. Because it's <laughs> it Vegas. It was funny because it was in Vegas. It yeah. was funny because it was in Vegas. Yeah, and then, if you did no, that in Columbus, it wouldn't. No one would. They were like, that "Who's that?" Just see. Here's what's funny. Because you get fans from other other um, fan bases at, at at those games. Yeah. 
if if you were in Columbus and you had like gotten a little cannon and destroyed it, every other fan base would lose their mind because everyone's so sick of that thing in Columbus. Man, okay. Um, going to the All Star. Okay, first of all, let's talk about the All Star game itself. Yeah, it sucked. It was the same as it's been for years now. Jack Campbell let the Atlantic down. So did Matthews. That giveaway was so bad. Cut them both. Send them to Montreal for Ben Chirot. We'll take them off your hands. Anyway, um, who cares? Honestly, who cares about the games themselves? Do you have anything to say about it, guys? Uh, Let's go to the skills competition. Good breakaway save by John Gibson. Solid. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was rough to start. He let like the he first goal of the first shot in in the first game. He doesn't yeah, care. No. I, I watched that game. I'm like, wow, that's so interesting. Just so cool to watch this game that i i started doing schoolwork that's how interesting oh, that one game one, was. one highlight i did like in the in the post game interviews yeah trevor zegras like who impressed you most he just said troy terry and everyone all the reporters Good. laughed that's the right answer team guy um it was interesting that zegras didn't get to participate in that by the way in the game itself that's what i've been saying for years the nhl needs a rising stars game like See? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like the young kids thing. Like remember how they used yeah. to bring rookies in for stuff. Yeah. Here's what's interesting, right? Is I was really disappointed that I think the closest thing we came was a failed attempt of a Michigan from Chris Kreider. It was Zgrass is there. You knew he was going for it at some point, right? It's just a shame that just no one cared. It was um, it wasn't great. And I I hate Andrew Burnett. Why did you not put Suzuki and Bergeron oh. together? That was his hero. It was good to see the meet, but I was happy for him. This is, Suzuki was the only one back checking in that game because he's probably like, oh, we're actually allowed to go back and forth. Oh. And there was a really good tweet from Hap's Twitter. It was like, Suzuki's used to playing with guys who aren't trying. It was like, oh my God. No. <laughs> Put him with Kachuk, who couldn't finish any chance Suzuki gave him. Gamer was good, though. Maybe it was just me. I was just a little upset that absolutely. And I know this was like, normally the case anyways but i was just a little upset that no one looked like they wanted to be there like it's it's genuinely embarrassing for the league it really is like like if you go watch the nba game i'm or the nba all-star game i'm sure they don't love to be there but they make the most of it they do like they try crazy like they try try stupid stuff in the game and like they, at least they look like they're trying to have an ounce of fun i get it you want it to be in the olympics i get it or you want to be in cabo but you're there make the best of it do it like you're embarrassed not only are you embarrassed like the, what is the league supposed to do like jerry d's out there trying to talk to these guys and they're like ha, it's cold like i don't care oh i mean I like care I'm- that it's cold Show some damn personality. When, Jerry D. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's just when, what I'm thinking, like CBC content, like in Vegas. Who, know, who, who knows Jerry D? It was um, when Stamkos is going about I lived in Florida. I was thinking, dude, you're from Markham, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, he's from Have some respect from where you're from. Um, go, you, yeah, you can get your ketchup chips here, I think. Anyway, uh, skills competition. Yeah, the game yeah. sucked. It was awful. Who even won? I don't even remember. I don't know. I can't because you guys should have won. I'll, I'll go check. I think it was the Metro, but oh yeah, it's it's the Metro because yeah. Claude Giroux won thing. What won in the MVP. world? Explain this to me. Was that magic trick at the skills competition with the mascots? Man, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
I, I just don't how all again it's the awkwardness and machine I didn't watch machine gun Kelly's performance because I was like no okay skills competition we can talk about each each event very quickly here sure accuracy shooting they brought the plates back but my goodness it was bad yeah it wasn't I mean other than Sebastian Ajo everything else was like it was okay Dry silo like blowing it at first was really funny though I guess but it was just such a nothing event. Was that the event where they showed McDavid's face as he's just continuously missing and Probably. missing and missing? And oh McDavid, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And he was like, so "Oof!" Funny. And there's, so there's a there's an allegory for our season in there somewhere. Yeah. But... Okay. Fastest skater. If there was a better example to see where guys weren't trying, it was that. Because McDavid should have destroyed everyone at that. Him, him and McCarr. But Congrats. Jordan Cairo is somehow yes. the fastest skater in the league. Our boy. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Like, again, no one. No, it looked. It, it, if it wasn't. If I didn't know before, no one wanted to be there. I thought that was quite evident. <laughs> they needed Phil Kessel in the fastest skater to, you know, kind of give it that umph again. I remember when people said he was going to get creamed, and I think he went head to head with Sagan and he won. Yeah. Where are the head to heads? Okay. The save streak. I had a problem with this as a goalie, the goalie guy. Why in the world were the goalies partnered up? Why not just let them go and just, you know, Head-to-heads to see like an overall winner. Why? Who cares? I don't. It's too innovative. It. They've done that before. <laughs> what are you doing? That's so dumb. Oh, and here's the worst part about that event. So there was a rule based on who got like a second, like the second set of shots. You guys know who got cut off and didn't get to shoot at all in that competition? Connor McDavid. They <laughs> didn't let the. Greatest player in the world shoot on the break on the, the safe street challenge. What are you thinking? Where's the common sense rule guy? So that's not that's not good enough. Maybe Connor's like, hey Connor, and he's like, I'm good. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I'm not getting off the bench. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't put it past him. And he was there, he was ready to go, and the ref's like, nope. I like to who they're probably probably uh Chris Lee. It's no, probably no, West Gundy. Hardest shot is just that used to be a really fun event. Hardest shot? Me. Like, hardest shot? That used to be so fun for me before. Like, Same. It's four guys, though. Yeah. Hedman's the only one that really... Wilson surprised, but Hedman was it. It's just... It, you could have... Like, I know Chara said no. Um, and obviously, Weber can't. Um but it was like him and Pellick, I think we're, we're, I think everyone cracked a hundred, but it was barely like, I don't think Hedman got over one Oh three. I think they really took the zest out of part of the shot. I used to really, really like it, but uh, they really killed it for me to be honest. Um, the, the blackjack one, 21 and 22. Can we talk about how bad first off, I thought they were going to flip the cards over and you'd have to like guess and go bust, but they showed them. And they gave the most accurate shooters in the world a chance to count up to 21. And I think they only probably missed twice. You don't see the cards in Blackjack. That event felt like it didn't need to be there. That event. The crowd? Where? 
like the uh, crowd they had while they were shooting it? No. Did they have a they had a crowd? Exactly. It was very small. It was like yeah. a gaggle of people. Yeah, they, they should have scrapped that event and they should have made they, half those guys could have been in the accuracy shooting competition. I know, right? Why was Matthews not doing that? I, I don't know. Um, I don't the, know. The Bellagio Fountain event, that, that was not great. I mean, it would have been like, you know what? It would have been this much better if anyone had some personality on that stage. If someone just talked and said they weren't like, other than I'm cold. I mean, like, I think that it makes it a little bit better. Did it, did it go great? No. But also, uh, like the whole, you're obviously the only woman here was not great. Yeah, they could have done a lot better with that. Here's another thing is Roman Yossi had the best time in 11 seconds, right? But then he lost the head-to-head Wierenski. But Wierenski's second time wasn't even as good as Yossi's 11 seconds. And here's, did you notice every time they had to shoot the pucks, they had to hit it? Yeah. To like, I guess, to do the sensor. Why? And on Yossi's last attempt, he had to hit a bunch of them multiple times. And he lost time because of it. Oh, what are you so doing? Close. You know why? Because so it was at night when they shot that. So I bet it was the night before and every one yeah. of those players thought, man, I could be doing this or I could be partying with the rest of the guys right now. Yeah, I think uh, Alan Walsh tweeted a picture of it as it was being aired. And he's like, yep, this was from the recording that we did last night. Because I guess Huberdo was in that competition. So was, yeah. Alan Walsh is in Vegas. Huberdo <laughs> was not good during it. I think he cracked nearly a minute. It was not great. <laughs> It was. I thought it was funny to start when they kept editing it because it's like he's just doing that poorly, and then they just let everything else just go. So that wasn't great. Yeah, the highlight was Claude Giroux saying he was cold and Gary D saying get over it. Yeah, that was the all. Oh, and then okay, so the breakaway challenge I think saved it for a little bit because yeah. first off, Trevor Zegras might have been the best moment in hockey history. I, I like that a lot. How he Love didn't the win pop is a culture shame. references, by the way, too. Yeah. Oh, the the do- I haven't seen Dodgeball, but it was just the skill on it was so cool. It was an absolute sham that they didn't that he didn't win. Like Jack Hughes, uh, I thought his attempt was pretty cool too. I'm yep. not gonna. Lie. I thought Cole Caulfield was gonna come out because the, the equipment was so small. Oh, I thought. And like I, him I thought it was kid, gonna be Luke. I, I say I was. I was even wondering, like, do they have a fourth brother? Because you never know. I think it was like the equipment manager's son. And how like both him and Jack did like the Hughes stick into the stands thing was really yeah. sick. Just thought there was um I thought it was really like even to bring cats was a little lame, but like some dude dressing it was Mike Tyson with a stuffed animal tiger. I was like, okay, so we're doing that. <laughs> and then the NHL ruined it. Like that, that stuff was great, right? Like fantastic. Plus Zgrass being like like blindfolded, he'd probably still see a little bit, but Still scoring on the goal, the skill it was tremendous, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know if you saw Jeff Fayette's tweet about uh, Alex Petrangelo winning the the uh breakaway challenge. He goes, This is the most embarrassing thing that's happened in this league in several hours. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, love I loved it. it. Oh, I, I love, love that one. That's that's I, amazing. I love following the NHL, just constant fun. Okay. So this is, Petrangelo is where it all kind of fell off, right? 
Yeah. Because both both him and Hughes did the normal shot, and then they're like, nah, that's not good enough. So Alex Petrangelo, bless him, he's not full of personality, is he? They just bring out like the Vegas drummers onto the ice, and he just they put the lights down. He comes in for a shot, he doesn't do anything fancy, and he misses the net. And John Hamm gave him a 19, but he was one to ten. Oh, that's a bias. And they thing. gave it to him. Um, just a bit of a background research on that. John Hamm, well, I know it's, it, it's history for this now, but John Hamm is a huge St. Louis Blues fan. He is, yes. Uh, it's so NHL. Also, we, I forgot about Kaprizov. But first off, I thought they were supposed to get two attempts, but I guess they couldn't top it. Kaprizov... Doing the Ovechkin thing was, I thought, so cool. That was cool. It also I, ruined Minnesota Twitter, which was funny. I, I don't know if you noticed on the uh, Ovechkin jersey, it actually had the uh, skills competition patch. So it was his. Oh, that's cool. So it was his jersey. No, it was his jersey. It was the jersey he was supposed to wear. It did look quite big on Kaprizov, didn't it? Yeah. He had yeah. the yellow laces and everything. That was hilarious. But I, I think one of the judges gave him a six. So she clearly didn't get the reference because it was sick. And the hot hands on the stick thing is iconic. So clearly yeah. she didn't get the reference, no. which was very annoying. But I just like the thing is, imagine thinking what 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 Alex Petrangelo did was better than anything else there. And he didn't miss the net. Like you couldn't have even. Why would you shoot high? Anyway, you loser. What are you thinking? Oh, goodness gracious. As effective as he was against the Habs, to be fair enough, but uh, you know, the whole team. Um, yeah, it's just they, they really kind of blew it there. Okay. Uh, to finish off, you know, we have a few things to talk about, don't we? I want to do I have a surprise for you guys, actually. Oh. A surprise. Okay. Okay? I'm scared. Do you want to see the surprise? Is it the panda? Gentlemen, it is time. What? No, not the panda. Okay. It's not the panda. It's time for a tier list. Okay. Okay. It is the stay and go tier list for the Montreal Canadian players. That's right, okay. gentlemen. Um, they, right. They're not playing and they haven't done anything, so we can't really have a. They look so happy, though, in the tier list. Look at that. Most of them I are know, smiling. Look, look at all of their faces. There's Chris. They all, by the way, look how similar they all kind of look. Um, <laughs> yeah, not great. Um, all right. Anyway, I'm pretty sure the only non white dude is Nick Suzuki, by the way. Not him and like, I think Machu Perot, but yeah, this is a. I was looking at these pictures and I'm like, man, this is a very white sport. I forgot about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Can we uh, start with Ben Schrott? Sayonara. Okay. So hold okay. on. We got it for people who can't see. The tier list. <laughs> so what I have Sorry. here is I have a picture of not every Canadian because I'm not going to put Cedric Paquette on the tier list. Get out of here. Um, his own agent abandoned him. I'm just kidding. She got hired. It's fine. So these are the few of the tier lists. I have Sayonara. Goodbye. Basically. Uh, I have, you only get rid of them for the right price. Uh, what's their value? Lol, because who knows? Um, basically, that's for like Jonathan Druin, because I don't know him and like Savard. Uh, I, the next one is you'd like to keep around and untouchables. First off, we have Cole Caulfield. I think it's fair to say he's untouchable. Untouchable, yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Ryan Paling. Having actually a sneaky good year. I think he's up to like, he was on pace for like 15 goals in a normal year. I don't think he's untouchable, but I think you'd like to keep him around, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, like a good Chris, foundational piece in the rebuild. Mm-hmm. Christian Dvorak. Uh, only for the right price is my choice. Oh, Alex, man. What about you? I was going to say, what's their value? 
I was I'm with Alex here just because okay. he has been I don't think he is a coach that knows how to use him. And I just like it's it's I don't know if you can get a first and the third back for him. Uh, ben Sherratt, I yeah, <laughs> yeah sayonara. Sayonara. <laughs> you've packed your bag, my friend. I hate to say it. Uh, Michael Bazzetta, I think you'd like to keep around. Sure. Um, He's trying out there. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. you trade him, but I'm not pushing, putting him in untouchable. But like he's a guy you like to have on the team. Um, Tyler Toffoli. I think this is an interesting one. Um, Only for the right price is my choice. That That's my choice, too. Okay, fair enough. Just because, you know, he's got a few years. You don't have to trade him right now. So unless somebody exactly. gives you an offer, you can't refuse. Exactly. You see the Kings are apparently looking for scoring forward. They like Tyler Toffoli back. Yeah. I will. I want Phil to know back. They want Tyler <laughs> Madden in a second. Um, okay. Um, a guy who still doesn't have a picture in the Habs jersey, Rem Pitlick. Now, you're probably wondering, why the heck did I put Rem Pitlick? He's been their best forward since he joined the team. I think he's an RFA, so I think he's an interesting case. I think like to keep around mm-hmm. because he, he's a bit of a, a very small spark in this season. The thing is, is I genuinely don't know what his value is, so I kind of want to put him in there. But again, I'm open to that, like wherever. I'm gonna say keep him around, okay? Um, just because I think I think what just the problem is he lost his value. So Nick, he lost. He didn't lose his value. He lost a spot. And you gotta remember, I think Montreal either first or second last, so he got priority. Yeah. Um. So I'd like to think there's some value there, but I'd like to keep him around because you need some guys. Brendan Gallagher. Only for the right price. Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, fair I agree. Enough. Fair enough. Um. Because I think you could get something for him. Jake Allen. I don't know their value. I don't know his um, value. Oh. I, he's injured. I. 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 I will say uh, only for the right price right now. I think we slowly shift away from that in the off season, but for right now, only for the right price. You say that Daniel doesn't know the value. I said, keep him around for one reason. Okay. I don't think Primo's going to be ready next year, uh, but you can right. always sign a guy. So I'm cool. Uh, I don't know. Um, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to say right price. I, I hate to disagree with you here, Daniel. It's just because I, I think yeah, he's yeah. got value. It's just, he's hurt, but I think like, his cap in that is big. Uh, Romanov. Untouchable for me. Alex. Uh, I had him at like to keep around. Really? Yeah. I have him untouchable. Fair. Um, Caden Primo. Like to keep around. Like to keep around. Really? Alex? Um, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, like, uh, I agree with Daniel. I don't know. I... I don't know if he's un- personally. I don't know if he's untouchable. That's that's my. I think thing. that's fair. I'll I'll put him in like to keep around, but you know it's it's. He's a goaltender, right? It's it's right. not like do you hold him in the same esteem you will Cole or, or another player? No, uh, Jonathan Drouin. But we already went through this. I don't know his value. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Like, I'd say, what's his value? I, I'm not entirely sure how many, right now. How many goals does he? Because he had two last year. How many does he have this year? He's got more. I think he scored more than that in the first week, but I don't know how okay. many more it is. Uh, can yeah. one of you check? Yeah. I'll put them in uh, what's their what, value. What do well. you have? Would you have them in what's their value as well? Or do you have them Yeah. Yeah. Else? That's okay. where I was thinking. I don't know what you could uh, get for him right now. Druin has six goals in 32 games. Uh, last year, he had two in 44. 
Okay. Great year. Great year. Artuli Lekkonen. It sounds like in real life, it's very much a, they don't feel they have to trade them, but teams are begging. And they, it sounds like they're giving the right price. And I think you're kind of crazy to not trade them. Um, I, you know what I mean? I want to put them in Sayonara, but at the same time, I'm like, they don't have to trade them. I don't know what the thing was, and I don't know who else is going to be up with Sayonara, to be honest. So I'd put him only for the right price. What do you what do you about blah, blah, blah. What about I, you, Alex? I, I'd say put him in in Sayonara because I think you you're gonna get the most value for him now. I think when he's when he doesn't have a deal in the summer, yeah, he's an RFA, but I think you lose a little bit of value when you don't have a deal. Um is he arb is he arbitration eligible? Yeah. Uh yeah, I would trade him now. I'd say Sayonara personally. I'm I'm split too, so let's flip a coin. Uh, okay. heads or tails. Um Daniel, you pick. Uh, pick tails. Okay, so heads. I don't know where the coin went. Oh no! <laughs> Should okay. I ask Siri? Oh, well, I got it. I got it. Okay. Got it. What did you say, Alex? Uh, I am heads. Daniel is tails. It's heads. So okay. sayonara, it is. Yes. You're not having good luck, Daniel. I'm sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> Joe Edmondson hasn't played this year. So I don't know his value. What's, what's their value? Right. Uh, Joel Armia, I think, has one goal and just signed a new contract. Um, what's their value? Yeah, what's their value? What still, he still kills penalty kills really well, though, right? Joel Armia. Uh, I think that's more like it than you may be thinking of. Okay. It's kind of meh. I, I don't really notice him that much. Um, and again, he has one goal and just got a new contract. Uh, Brett Kulak. You know, I should probably preface this. How about I put it like this? Um, this is in regards to being around for the start of next season, which I feel, I still think applies to everyone here. I don't think that's going to change our list um, because I don't think anyone here except Luckin has an up deal. I know I think Romanov does, but you're going to obviously hold on to him. So Brett Kulak for next year because he isn't a UFA. So fair to say Sayonara? Yeah, I I would say sayonara. Okay. Like try to get what you can for him, even if it's a third, like whatever round pick it is. Like, just try to get something for him. So should we say that about Chris Weidman as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Miss you, Chris. By the way, all these pictures I downloaded for the 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 tier. Oh wow. DB. By the way. Oh. Great site. Um, great site. How about Mike Hoffman? Uh, what's Daniel, their value, why, Daniel? Why don't you go first? As I search, I think just out. what's their value because I think with him it's hard to gauge because it it is quite a quite a bit of term still on it, and he's not really performing to what they expected out of him, and he's a bit of an older guy, so no one's gonna really take on that contract right now. Okay, I'm I'm cool with putting him there, none. Yeah. Um. Same. Okay. So he'll probably, even if it's a draft move, I think it's fair to say that Jeff Petrie is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. We'll miss you. Joss Anderson. I think you put him under light to keep around. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. Just because you, you can't, you got to keep some guys. He also has a big contract, but you Pseudo know what you get in Joss Until Anderson. a new captain is named. Hmm? Pseudo captain. Yeah. Pseudo captain into like the leadership until an actual captain is named. Uh, 
fair enough. Um, Jake Evans, I think you like to keep around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My MVP for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Machu Perot, who is really hurt, but he's a depth center. Yeah, seventh for him. Sayonara. I don't know if he's if he's if he's not injured at the deadline, they might as well. You know, that's actually yeah. been his history of him. Um, he, when he's been dealt at the deadline, he's always gone for like a sixth. I'll take it. Um, David Savar. What's their value? Yeah, what's their value? He Nick t- Suzuki. Untouchable. Okay. Untouchable. Good, good. He's the captain. Gary Price. Oh. The man, the myth, the legend, the franchise leader in like everything. I didn't mean for him what, to be last, but that's just how it's happened. Okay, what do you have him at? I'm not. I'm not swaying the vote. No, no, don't sway. I'm not. Uh, no, what do you have you him at? You guys okay. go first. I think okay for me, it's what's their value, not at the same tier as the other guys, but more so. You know the weight that it would be in a potential trade, or if they set him to a contender. But at the same time, how would you gauge that value of this is a guy that he's committed to the team long term? He's been here his whole career. So for me, it's what's their value, but like with an asterisk there. Alex, um, I have him uh, actually and like to keep around. Really? Yeah. May I ask your thinking there? I think because he is so important to that team, yes, by the time this team gets to a point, uh, to an extremely good point, he might be not as good as he is. But I think what he brings outside of the locker room, uh, I think, or outside, sorry, out, off the ice is tremendous for that team. Here's the complicated thing for Carey Price. There's so many questions. Right. And we, we need to know what's going on with this knee as soon as possible. Um, I am so biased in wanting to keep him on this team. Um, it is kind of cheesy to say for the right price. Um, <laughs> so I almost want to make a new tier and just be like, <laughs> man, that, there's so much here. There's just so much. Um because he's not untouchable. If he wants to go, and he does want to say, hey, you know what? I have the control. He's going and he's okay. going there. He's going. He's going to go to the light to keep it around. But yeah. But then if he wants to go, and it's really mean, there's so much with him that who knows? You'd like to have him around, but it's like there's such an asterisk, as Daniel said. So here's what I'm going to do. Actually, we're going to put. Um. I say we add a new tier just for price and we just name it like, my goodness, there's so many questions here. Okay. 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 So we're going to make it purple or pink. No, I think that's the same one. What's a color that's not being used? Okay. No, it is the purple one. Okay. Hold on. Uh, Teal. Black. So many questions. And I'll just put a heart. Hold on. Less than three. Hold on. Oh, my computer's lagging. Love you, though, CP. Chris Paul. What? CP3. Because there's a CP and then three. Okay. Um, 
Oh goodness, I did it again, didn't I? What? No, what's oh, happened? No. Oh no! Oh, I made a mistake. We broke it. I made a mistake. Oh goodness gracious! Hold we on. Broke it. So broke. much has gone wrong. <laughs> so much has gone wrong. How do I change it? How do I change it? It didn't even save it. Oh my god, this is awful. Oh no. Okay, my dog's barking too. Broke it. We broke. What's the website? No, just called? edit the new. What's the uh, website called? Sorry. What's the website called? We broke it. Uh, tear maker or something. We broke it. We broke tear. Sorry. Okay. Well, there it is. This is how we have put it. Here is our tier list. You can also look at it on YouTube and maybe we'll put it on social media. I'll yeah. screenshot it. So under Sayonara, Sherat, Lekkanen, Kulak, Evans, and oh no, it's Weidman, um, Petrie, Perot, only for the right price, Gallagher, Allen, Toffoli. What's their value? Lol, Dvorak, Druin, Edmondson, Armia, um, Savard, Hoffman. Like to keep around Pizzetta, Pitlick, Paling, Primo, Anderson, uh, Evans. Too many questions with Carey Price. Um, an untouchable Caulfield, Suzuki, and Romano. Okay, fair enough. That's the Habs. Fun stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, and hopefully the draft happens because I really want to go to it. Daniel. Alex, Alex and I will meet you there. Bet. Okay. Yeah. The Ducks have named a new GM. They have. It's Pat Verbeek. Mm-hmm. I know people have been sort of making noise about, you know, the, the process the Ducks have gone through to hire him. Um, uh, but, you know, I will say in Pat Verbeek's defense, this is a guy who apparently from all reports has really worked his way despite being a former player, has really been behind Eiserman for a couple of years now. Um, when he went to Detroit too, or went back to Detroit, did Eiserman, he went with him. Um, and it just seems to be he's a very hard worker, Pat Verbeek. Um is he a Hall of Famer? Who knows? And apparently Jason Botcher was also a finalist, which is kind of Yeah, weird. that scared me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, man? Seattle picked him up for a reason. And they're yeah, a good yeah. Or I, I don't know if I want to say they're a good organization. They're forward thinking. But, you know, well, I should be clear. Hockey ops, I'm confused so far. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel, what is Pat Verbeek's first order of business as GM? So it's pretty interesting. Um, Eric Stevens of The Athletic really kind of explained it the way I was thinking about it. And it is crazy when you look back onto the summer of 2005, where this is going to be the first time you're going to have a GM that's not connected anywhere from then until now, where what he called it, you're going to have fresh eyes on this, that now you're not going to have someone in charge like, you know, a Brian Burke and then a Bob Murray. And then, you know, here and there, like a, a, um, Dave Nonis was still in the consideration there, or you're going to have like a Jeff Solomon who still also had connections there. So what he has now is you're not going to have the nostalgia factor there when it comes to re-signing guys, or it's going to come to what guys do I have to trade to get the most value out of because I want a fair deal now, or I want to focus on the future. But at the same time, Pat Verbeek is a guy that comes in and he's just a hockey mind now where he's going to work towards it. I, I think that, they're still going to maintain the fact that he's he's been good at being a good voice when it comes to drafting. But at the same time, he comes at a time where it's a crossroads for the Ducks, where as much as I love the success right now, I don't think it's as sustainable as they think it's going to be, especially with a lot of those UFAs they have to deal with. So right now, you don't have, for example, a Bob Murray saying, oh, okay, like, oh man, like, you know, Josh Manson is my type of guy. It's my type of Ducks guy. But now you just have a Pat Verbeek saying, 
I, I'm, this guy's not going to resign with us. Let me get the most value I could get him out of him right now. Or even a Hampus Lindholm where he's not coming from a place where, hey, I got this guy sixth overall in 2012 and he's been with us forever. He's just saying, hey, this guy's not going to resign with us. That's He's going to probably ask for like a six, seven year deal. And he's not our top defenseman. Let, let's do something now. So I think that's where they're at right now. And it's the same thing you could say about Ricard Raquel where, He's not really had that 30 goal season again. So as of right now, I think that's where the ducks are, where he comes in realizing from an outside perspective that we're, we're getting towards being good right now, but we, we just don't want to stay there. We can be great. And I have no bias against any of these players right now because I'm a new guy. That's a really good perspective. Cause what, what did we criticize the ducks for, for years is you're sort of pointing out there just, being a turtle. Yeah. Being or the loyalty, like the Bob Murray extensions to like Silverberg and Henrique. Mm-hmm. Or even Cam Fowler, who was like five year, five more years. Yeah, he's an under, he's a very quiet, like, oh, that's a big deal. No one talks about that. But yeah, yeah well, I think that's fair. Um, yeah. Sorry, Alex, you about to say something? That this is just another guy pumped out by uh, Steve Eiserman. It is. Oh. Fair enough. No, like in, in a good way. Sorry, in a good way, not in a bad way. In a good way. What yeah, okay, no, I, one example I kind of had, like it's gonna refer to you really well, Alex. Okay. Is remember when the Leafs were good and then John Ferguson Jr. was like, Oh, let me just give extension to all these like veteran guys who are getting into their 30s because they were the guys that just stuck around. I think the ducks mm-hmm. were like, you know, the Brian McCabe who had like a no trade clause or even Matt Sandin who refused to get traded. Well, that's understandable, but it's just so many of these guys that he was giving big extensions to. And then I think the Ducks were getting to that territory where they were giving these guys who were, you know, they're not going to be the centerpiece guys, but they were giving them such big contracts because they were there when they were good. Right. Yeah. No, no. That's a, it's what Ken Holland did in Detroit the last Speaking few exactly years. Exactly there, Alex. And, and okay. similar, sorry, similar sense you brought up, uh, uh, who'd you bring up? Not wanting to trade sixth over your sixth overall pick, uh, Brad for living. So I had to mm-hmm. think about if it was Brad. Oh or Jim goodness for a gracious! Brad right with Sam. Oh, yeah. with, with Sam. Yeah. Man, you know what? They really needed to get more for him because pan- the Panthers are killing it with it. Yeah, because we really got burned cool. on that. Hey, they're the flame. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one note, I had to mention this because it's the it's the I'm s so, I can't wait for Josh Manson to get traded so we can shut up about this. Uh Josh Manson, 32 thoughts. It was kind of it was thrown in the middle of a transition. Friedman said apparently Josh Manson does have Toronto's no move list. Uh that it could change things, um, but that is apparently a thing going on there. Um, I just had to mention that because I felt obligated to. Um okay. but you know, it's happened. Remember Eric Stahl had like I think he waived his no move to come to Montreal or something. So it can happen. But um, I think we're all on Josh Manson watch now, which is, you know, can't can't wait. Can't wait for that to happen. Um, Danny Briere seems to have gotten the promotion to Philly. Um, originally believed to have been some sort of assistant GM. Apparently now to Chuck Fletcher, the official title might be special assistant to the GM. Which Daniel not- says, Dwight Trout, how right. are you? Right. I was going to, that's exactly what I was going to say. What an office reference uh, Mm -hmm. they're running over there. No, it's good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy for him. 
from Pierre Lebrun, uh, previously mentioned on Insider Trading, the NHL and the PA met last week to start planning on a 2024 World Cup of Hockey. Most intriguing is the, quote, strong possibility, according to sources, that the event would be played in February 2024, mid-season instead of September time slot. Apparently, by the way, they still intend to go to the Olympics in Italy for 2026. It, that was a weird one. Italy, eh? Italy. Um, but um, we'll meet Alex there. Yeah, Mike will be our yeah. Him and Mike are just being like we're just all there, speaking their Italian, doing their stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, best on best is happening. I'm I people are getting really excited. I don't give a damn about a World Cup of hockey. I really don't. But are you guys? I like the merchandise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah we both have jerseys. So <laughs> who am I to complain? Who am I to get see? Um, oops, oh, okay. Uh, let's make a note of that. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, <laughs> Alex, please edit that out. Um, what are you guys? That will be our little cut in there, <laughs> okay? <laughs> to cut out, what are you guys? Are you guys excited for the possibility of a world cup of hockey in two, see, two years? If they do it properly, I'll be excited. You saying you don't want to see the return of Team Europe? In North America, if I see Team Europe and Team North America. I, I just, I'll give up. I'll be like, what? Are, what are we doing here? Canada what A and Canada doing? B. I'd rather see that, to be honest, <laughs> than Team North America and Team Europe. Like, I just feel like, I, I think the U.S. and Canada and can can make like B teams and just run them out. Like, Team Quebec. I'll, I'll team right. Quebec. You want know do provinces? I don't care. Just not Team North America and Team Europe. You know what I wouldn't hate to see, to be honest? And we've mm-hmm. talked about it. Do a Canada Cup and do those provincial teams. And then I don't know, do some America thing. I don't know. Even though it's just like, I think it's what Jake Gensel is for Nebraska and that's it. I, I don't, you can figure it out. You can figure it out. It is probably like, might be the last chance we could see Sidney Crosby doing best on best, which would be kind of cool to see. Um, like a chance of actually seeing him, McKinnon and McDavid. Okay, the Leafs. To finish off, first off, what about um, this is something that was kind of quiet the last couple of days. I wanted to mention, um, Hall of Famer. I'm going to say this wrong. Uh, Danielle Gayette Goyette will become the first female assistant coach in ECHO history when she joins the Newfoundland Growl- Growlers uh, staff. That's cool. That's pretty sick. Yeah, congrats to her. I knew she was in the organization. I just didn't remember what her original title was, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pull that up right now. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with officials in all the leagues except the NHL. And again, it's this thing of I joked about the Blackhawks and their job search earlier. And I see Shirelli. I'm like, man, can we? It's weird to think the Canucks right now. It's the Canucks in Seattle are the two sort of, ah, we're actually hiring women. And it's like, ah, could we could other teams start doing it in a meaningful way? Yeah. You know, Montreal, hi, please hire for me, promotion if she retires or Daniel Sabango or something, please. You let Cast on Gay get away, you bastards. Uh, she is um, the oh, I lost the director of player development. Oh, okay. For the it, is that did she work under Wickenheiser or am I, I misremembering Wickenheiser? W- Wickenheiser was the assistant director of player development, and then last year she was promoted to senior director of player development. Oh, okay. All right. So there's okay. That's cool. There's a nice little. Uh, that's a nice little. Uh, nice little—I don't know what Operation to say. They got going. A nice little co, little uh, little group of a uh, little school, you could say. Yeah, 
like schools of fish, right? I was just trying to think of something here. Sure. Uh, there's a card I'm seeing here, and um, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to react to this. Um, I don't know who, Wait, who of you put this on. But... It wasn't me. Oh, Daniel. Uh, so Daniel <laughs> put on the dock a tweet from Dom Lecisions uh, saying, LMAO, um, the model loves Michael Bunting way too much, and it's comparing his player card to that of Zach Hyman's. Now, first off, I like Jay Fresh's cards a lot more than Dom's, just because I think I don't like the presentation of Dom's, to be honest. I just, I don't, I don't really like reading it. Unless you yeah. open them, yeah, they're hard to read some of the stats. I'm just kind of like, okay, so goals, assists, points. I, I, I just, I like Jay Fresh's um, a lot more. But yeah, it's obviously, it's favoring. I, 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 okay, so who would you rather have, Daniel, Michael Bunting or Zach Hyman? Michael Bunting. Okay, Daniel, why is that? I don't know. I think it's just, as of I right now, like, I guess, team control in terms of where the Leafs are at, in terms okay, of the win now. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me another year rephrase, after this. Let me rephrase, rephrase it. Rephrase the question. Okay, okay, Rephrase okay. the question. Rephrase they both the question. have the exact same deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about, let me ask okay, you this. I'd still pick no, Michael no, no, Bunting. Hold on, hold on. Let okay. me ask you this last year. Okay. Turn back the clock. Leafs are up 3-1 versus oh. Montreal. Oh, yeah. That changes everything. I know, because he only what played, like, mean? 21 not, games last that, year. Yeah. That, yeah, and, okay, and but, but there's but, a reason wait a second. Here, it was just like, okay. Okay. Michael Bunting, well, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. We're having the same conversation about Jack Campbell, correct? Jack Campbell has an extremely small sample size. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But and a lot of people are, are highly touting this man. Yeah, I remember. And, like, and, the, and yeah. I think that and we're talking about an even smaller sample size with Michael Bunting. But we're talking about small sample sizes. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't say go back to last year. That removes three quarters of his sample size. Yeah, well, there's recency bias with Bunting to begin with. It's like, man, there was a joke about like from Scarborough to Vegas on the broadcast the other day. And I nearly turned it off. <laughs> I don't care about Scarborough and I live like next to it. I, I don't care. I used to live in Scarborough. I don't care about Scarborough. Um, oh, oh I, I hate it. Well, because here's the thing with Bunting. It's like... Of course, his numbers are going to look better. He went from Arizona to the Leafs. But what are you talking about? He went from Clayton Keller. I think, you know what? In microcosms like the All-Star game, you kind of get reminded of the skill a player like uh, Clayton Keller has. Um, no offense, but he's been like the Arizona system with that defense, that goaltending uh, to, oh, hi there. Campbell's going to be in the Fesna running. Matthews is going to be running for the, um, for the Rocket again. And Nylander's the best player on the team. Fight me. Uh, courts is going to look good. The Oilers are like we're in free fall for a while. It's sure, but Zach Hyman went from playing next to, and and I would if you ask me the question the way I think you're going to ask me the question, the answer is Zach Hyman. Um, but I like him. Zach Hyman is also playing next to Connor McDavid and one of Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl or both in one way. You, man, I am the Oilers confuse me sometimes. By the way, because remember at the, the, I know, I know, like it's been happening. Remember at the mm-hmm. start of the year when they're like Hyman's on the third line. It's like what? Why? <laughs> what? Why? Why? Um, you just gave him seven years or something. What? Why? Stop it! <laughs> you brought um, him in to play next to one of them. Yeah. So I just kind of I saw I saw this and I'm like, fuck, am I? 
And even when Dom's like the model loves him so many, just get stop it. Please don't don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Obviously, if it's right now today, yeah, of course you're taking Bunting. It was another year mm-hmm. less than that, and he's not going to get the same deal as Hyman, I bet. But uh, well, who knows with this league? Well, obviously, he'll probably sign with Chicago once Shirley gets signed, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they play against the Hurricanes tomorrow, which is going to be pretty fun to watch. Um, always love to see Freddie Anderson play. Good player. That guy's love Freddie Anderson. Yes. I will not. I, I will die on that hill. I, I will love Freddie. Die, I will die on that hill, Frederick Anderson. I promise. Played on two um, of my favorite teams. <laughs> no, it, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I think yeah. I think we were having this conversation, Adam, off the podcast, but that Carolina game for me is a is a real must-watch game. It, it is a game that I I look at and say this is a top team in the league. And in our conference, who plays, I'd argue, plays a similar style to Toronto. Um, how do you fare against that? Yeah. And, and, and I'd be curious to see. Yeah. Like what you said, where it's how you adjust to it as well, where you go from two factors facing the devils twice and a long break. So I just want to see how the Leafs fare against the Hurricanes after that. Don't forget half these players, including the ones on vacation, are going to be coming back from Mexico. So I think everyone's going to be a bit sinking up, to be honest. Um, but well, it'll, about, it'll be it'll be fun. They're um, about to play eleven games in twenty-two days, so that rust can very much man, lie by. The next month is going to suck for Canada. It's going to be yeah. rough. Yeah, uh, it is. Like, going to have lots of games to talk about. That is true. I don't want to watch the Habs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna. Oh, by the way, while we're on camera, um, I can show you guys. My mic fell off the stand. Oh crap! Oh no! I'm gonna show you guys the map I pre-ordered. Oh, for Pokemon. first off for Legends Arceus. Sorry, Legends the mic's Arceus. picking up. Oh. First off, on the back, you can see on the back of it, there's like information on all the different Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The map inside looks like Wonderland. The, the map is what? It looks like a you know the maps you get in Wonderland. You know, in the before time when we could go there? Um, I do not remember that, but I imagine what it could look like. There's the map. Wow. wow. It's awesome. It That's came with the pre-order or? Uh, from GameStop, yeah. Okay. Status update. My brother's, fi- oh, my brother's fiance uh, loves the game. Congrats. My brother also loves it because he's been playing a bunch. I'm like, Scott, your birthday's in April. This is for your fiance. What are you doing? <laughs> we yeah. did it, Alex. What did we do? We did it. I didn't do anything. You almost <laughs> broke Adam. Okay. You I'm almost sorry. broke Adam. <laughs> All right. Everyone check Twitter before we end the episode. Uh, my mic's just off again. I don't know how this sounds, oh. but you know. This is not breaking, but as expected, Michael Bunting is on the first line practice, according to Jonas Siegel. Uh, it was a low-key good name, by the way. Jonas, yeah. Jonas Siegel. Siegel. Something to remember. You know what I mean? It's almost like Jonas Siegenthaler. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> You want to uh, you want I'll bring it up. Let me let me pull this this bad boy up. Uh it's from the Toronto Star. It's not CJ. It's not uh who else who else writes hockey for the Toronto Star? Come on. Uh, <sighs> no, no, it's not CJ. It's uh Rosie DiMano. I don't remember if you guys remember her from uh, what? What was it? 
So there was some. Con- oh, when Patrick Marlowe and uh, broke the record, she was the one who's like, "Yeah, we shouldn't be breaking records." What? Oh, her? Okay. Yeah, sorry, I cannot find it. This is oh, so upsetting. What, what was the basis of it? Uh, that women's hockey, hockey should not be in the Olympics. Whoa. Excuse me? Yeah, she just released it. <laughs> so this is why I saw Lucas Weiss just tweet about women's hockey being the banner sport of the Olympics for this this year. Um, n- no, uh, you are very wrong, madam, uh, with all it, due respect. It, but it, I don't it, know if I should respect someone with that opinion. It has no, the, the tweet has no likes. Okay. Um, and... 80 quote tweets. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that is a good basis. Oh, goodness gracious. Can you, uh, send that tweet to us. Huh? I, I, I will. I okay. will. It has 31 comments. Oh, my God. Oof, maron. Oh, my nice Lord. Oof, maron. Oh, that's not good. That's a, that's that's a way good. to end, end the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I that's insane. Won. I'm sorry. I don't. I, 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 oh my God. I saw it. It caught me off guard. Let, let's at least let's read it. OK, let's just read the beginning of the article here. Why women's hockey. Oh, OK. Is, is it not all behind the paywall? OK, sweet. OK. Um, uh, through two. OK, so why women's hockey doesn't belong in the Olympics? Only two countries, the Beijing games can play women's hockey in an elite level. And that's not good enough for the Olympics, writes Rosie Demano. Demano? Beijing through two um, group state. OK, I just saw the end of this sentence. Oh, boy. You ready for this, guys? Mm-hmm. Beijing through two group stage uh, games. The Canadian women's hockey team has outscored its opponents 23 to two and outshot them 118 to 44. That's not sports. That's abomination domination. Okay, I'm not even going to... Okay, maybe we can talk about this next episode. Um, yeah, sure. First off, uh, you've never watched the World Juniors. Um, second <laughs> off, everyone... You ever seen Cool Runnings? Sorry, have I cool ever seen Runnings, what? the movie about no. the Jamaican bobsled team. Oh, yes, yes, sorry, yes, yes. Go watch Cool Runnings, madam. You know, that's such a bad tweet. That's that's an article. Like, I, I want to... Um, can one of you throw this on the dock? We can talk about it next episode. Yeah, we can. Because uh, that's not good. That is a hot. You got hot me thinking. Take. Wow. Yeah. I Saying the only the states the Americans can play at a high level. Okay. Okay. That's just uh, that's not good. Because then you're just disrespecting the people there. That's not good. I don't like that. Because then you know what you're doing in that article. Incidentally, is you're instantly insulting whoever gets the bronze medal, and thereby right. you're just discri- like, you can't do that. You you cannot do that. That's uh, I, that's not good. That's not um. Uh, shame on her. Shame it's on up her. to ninety three quote tweets. Oh, it's going. It's going. Okay. Um. Well. Bye everyone. Um. We'll talk to you later. Bye guys.